welcome everyone to tonight's Citizens Climate Training Program. It's a weekly webinar program of Citizens Climate Lobbies that provides CCL supporters like you and I with access to in-depth training opportunities on topics related to climate change and effective climate advocacy. I'm your host this evening, Brett Cease, and tonight we're going to be jumping into the 2024 election engagement, helping climate voters elect climate champions. This year, CCL wants more climate voters to vote, and we want climate to be a key issue for every candidate in every election. So tonight, join CCL staff and super volunteers for a training that will discuss options for us as CCL volunteers to engage during the 2024 elections, both locally and nationally, that include the many events and outreach opportunities with CCL's election engagement action team that will be previewing, if you're not already connected, many different ways with the amazing work that they're doing tonight. So with that, let me introduce our two esteemed speakers and then pass it to them to take the show on from there. We are joined first by Tony Serna, CCL's Vice President of Organizational Strategy. Tony drives organization-wide strategic thinking for CCL and CCE. He supports our long-range planning and help crafts organizational priorities and maximizes our effectiveness at achieving them. Tony also helps coordinate immediate efforts to achieve strategic goals, including this year's focus on election engagement by promoting synergy across departments and providing accountability for our strategic goals. So we are so honored for your leadership, helping make a lot of this election engagement action happen, Tony. And with Tony is the amazing Debbie Chang. Debbie started volunteering with CCL in 2017. She's a group leader first in Washington, DC, and now leads the Huntsville, Alabama chapter. Great to see both of them in the house tonight. Debbie also serves on the Climate and Environmental Justice Action Team Steering Committee, and her favorite political lever is chapter development, if you didn't know that already. So she's always looking for new ways to tempt current volunteers to level up their personal power and climb up CCL's ladder of engagement. Wonderful speakers. And if we've done our job tonight, you're going to walk away with the following three learning goals. We're going to explore first and foremost why CCL engages in elections, especially right now during that critical primary season. We're going to have the chance to share some great real world examples of what CCL chapters have done in the past on this topic of election engagement and how we can replicate that for this critical year. And then we'll be sure to say multiple times and ways how you as a CCL volunteer can take action individually or with your chapter for this 2024 cycle ahead. So that pretty much outlines our agenda. We'll start by exploring why CCL is engaging in election engagement work. We'll then review why primaries in particular are important and an outsized place to have our leverage. We'll then dive into public voter outreach, getting CCLers to vote, and candidate engagement follow along with our slides at home. And with that, I'll pass it to you, Tony. Great, thank you, Brett. So the big question, why is CCL engaging in election work? Um, one, who gets elected really matters. Um, obviously we know that uh, it makes a big difference uh, who's gonna be in Congress, who's gonna be in your local and state governments. And the more that we can elect uh, climate champions, then that means passing more climate legislation and lowering emissions. And it's also our sense that the more that we can um, pass legislation, then the easier it's going to be to elect climate supporters. So it's a virtuous cycle that we can keep um, keep going again and again. Also, we know that candidates pay attention to voters. This is a chance for us to make our voices heard and amplify the voices of the millions of people who support climate action. So candidates and elected officials often underestimate the support for climate action, and this is both a time to engage them directly on the campaign trail, make sure that climate shows up as a high priority in the polling that they pay attention to during the campaigns, Etc. They also pay more attention to organizations that can turn out the vote. Elected officials listen to their constituents and their allies, but especially when they 
feel those allies are critical to their electoral success. And so by showing that we can turn out voters, you and CCL more broadly will have more clout in your lobbying efforts. And further, educating, persuading, and engaging people in your community. Um, election season is a great chance to do that, to engage people, have conversations about climate change, about CCL. This can be a real opportunity to raise awareness, persuade people about the importance of climate action, and potentially even recruit people to CCL's work. So one of the key things for CCL is that we are a nonpartisan organization, and we really mean it. So um, why do we want to stay non nonpartisan? Um, one, because it's core to our values. We're trying to create an inclusive and welcoming space for people across the political spectrum who want to solve climate change. If we get partisan, we can alienate people in our group, or turn people off who may join us. So it's critically important that we stay nonpartisan in this work. It also supports our relationship with whoever wins the election. After the election over, uh, you know, you're going to be lobbying whoever wins. So it's good to be able to start on the right foot and be clear that while you were working to elevate climate in this election, you are not campaigning against them, at least not with your CCL hat on. Key to our, it's key to our strategy for a durable climate policy. We want to promote climate as an election issue across the political spectrum. We want to make it so elected officials in all parties feel compelled by their voters to take climate action. And th this will help any legislation be stronger and more durable, even if it's a legislation that was originally passed by just one party. Uh, we think this is, um, it's also required for our nonprofit status. So, you know, CCL by law is not allowed to, to advocate for specific candidates. Um, you as an individual can always do as you wish, but you always need to take your CCL hat off when you're advocating for a specific candidate. And I do want to just stress that we really do mean it with the polarization in our culture, people might see engaging on climate as a as partisan. So we have to work extra hard to make sure that being truly nonpartisan and open to everyone being a climate supporter. First thing I want to do is encourage everyone to check out the election uh, engagement action team. That's where all of our work is going to be coordinated this year. So please, um, if you haven't already joined that, please you know check that out. Uh, we can put a link to that in the chat. Here's some um, things that we've done in the past. We have an election season tabling kit. Um, we uh, we have um, election social media. We've done town hall and candidate forums. We've got we're working to get out the CCL vote. We're working with the Environmental Voter Project. We've done a postcarding pilot program. These are all things that we're going to be building on during this year, um, expanding those programs and adding new ones on top of that. We're going to go into detail on all those different programs in this presentation. The things that we're adding in 2024, we're going to be you know. One, we're going to start earlier. Last election season, we really didn't start this effort until J June or July. By that point, a lot of the primaries had passed and we'd missed a lot of our opportunities. We'll go into that in a minute. We're also going to have a closer partnership with the Environmental Voter Project, for, both for phone banking and postcarding. And we're going to expand the CCL postcarding that we did in the last election cycle. So why is it important that we engage in the primaries? The biggest reason is that 83% of members of Congress are in safe seats that are essentially decided during their primary elections. This means that by the time you get to the general election, those people feel like they're in a safe election, their campaign is essentially over, they're not even paying attention as much, they feel like they're a shoe in at that point. So the time to engage them, the time to make sure that they feel the pressure um, in their, you know, to get elected and to make sure that they have a good policy on climate or to elect the best uh, climate candidate is really during the primaries. And so we're encouraging people to get involved in their primaries this season 
um, rather than waiting just until the general election. In addition, this is a this is a chance to you know get the better climate candidate elected and also a great time to turn people into regular voters who will then turn out for the general election. And so if you can reach out to voters during and get them registered for the primary election, get them to vote in that primary election, those people are going to get picked up by the campaigns. They're going to get, you know, made people are going to, you know, the machinery is going to get in place to get them out to vote for that general election. And then elect, elected officials, they care about their swing voters who might, you know, be the ones who help get them elected in um, in the general election, but they also care about their base voters who vote in primaries. And so if we can change the dynamics during that primary and they see that their voters who are their core supporters, who turn out for them in those primaries, care about the climate, that's going to make them be even more uh, compelled to work on climate issues when they're uh, in office. And so you might need to ask, when, when are the primary elections? Well, it varies from state to state. It varies some of them have already started. We already had the Iowa caucuses for, which is a presidential primary that was just happened uh, this week, and that they'll continue through September. Now, some states have both a presidential primary that's separate from their primaries for Congress and state offices. Uh, we are most focused on the Congress and state elections because those are the candidates that we are actively going to be engaged with and lobbying. And also, you know, in this election. Um, it's not quite yet, but it seems almost a foregone conclusion who the nominees are going to be for the for the presidential, you know, for the main parties for the president. And so um, that's not the lever that we have in terms of the primary system. So we want to we want to be focused mostly on the primaries for members of Congress and the state elections. And so um, please check out the calendar uh, cclusa.org slash primary dash dates, and you'll be able to see where your uh, state's primaries are. And again, we want to focus on those, uh, not the presidential primary, but the, uh, the congressional and state primaries. And your state might even have a different primary date for each party. So pay attention to that, um, especially as you're reminding people to vote. We want to make sure that we're reminding people to vote in all the different uh, primaries, regardless of party. So I'm going to go through some of the different actions that CCL is going to be taking through this uh, election season. Um, we've got We've got three different general uh, types of actions we're going to be taking. One is going to be public outreach, which is going to include both voter registration and getting out the vote. We've got uh, CCL supporter outreach. Debbie's going to go over that later in this webinar. And then we've got candidate engagement, and that's going to be on the campaign trail, engaging in you know campaign events, town halls, candidate forums, et cetera. So let's start with uh, the public outreach. Um, that's going to include a whole bunch of uh, different things. Again, I want to remind you the place to get involved in all of this is on the election engagement action team. So please check out cclusa.org slash election dash engagement. That's where we're going to be coordinating all of these efforts throughout the year. So first off, I want to mention election tabling. So hopefully you and your chapters are out there tabling in your local communities already, uh, talking to them about climate solutions. We want to make sure that you're adding election materials into your into your tabling starting now uh, we have a variety of election flyers that you can that you can use um, there's a sort of a general election flyer you can see on the screen here that that gives qr codes to a bunch of our different actions that people can take we've also got um, that i want to emphasize that url that we have there the cclusa.org vote that's a place where people can register to vote or check their registration and where they can 
um, sign up to be reminded of, of upcoming elections, which again, people might say like, oh yeah, of course I know when the election is, but does everyone really know when all their primary elections are and when their municipal elections are? It's a great thing to do to send people to the service called TurboVote, uh, and that uh, really gets them uh, clued into all their opportunities to vote. So we've also got a specific register to vote flyer uh, that's also available in Spanish. That's a great one to add to your um, to your tabling. And we also have a, a flyer for volunteering with the Environmental Voter Project. And then we're going to create um, flyers that you can customize for your state for reminders of when the primary election is and reminders for the general election. So this is something that you could hand out and say, um, you know, remember to vote on you know March 19th or whatever the date is for your um, for your election. And then we've also got a, a flyer for if you have a, a town hall that you want to get people to go to and attend and make sure that there's climate supporters at that event, you can hand out a flyer for that. Again, you can customize that uh, for whatever events happening in your area. So we've also got material so that you can post on social media. Uh, we've created graphics that you can customize. Again, it's the same thing that we're going to turn into flyers. So you can say, here's how you register to vote in the primary, when the last day to register is. You can specify that. You can also remind people to, to vote in the primary. And then uh, on or near election day, once, um, especially once early voting has started, you can create um, the an I'm a climate voter, uh, you know, graphic that you can post onto your social media. And these are all available in our election season social media kit, which we're going to post a link in the chat. And, you know, these are great ways to remind people, um, you know, you know, tabling's great, but social media is really one of the ways that we can get out to a lot of different people. So we want to make sure that, you know, you can get this material out on your, on your chapters, um, social media channels or your personal social media channels. We will also have graphics that you can use for the general election, but those are uh, still being worked on and we'll swap those in uh, as soon as as soon as primary season um, starts to turn over into general election season. There's also the opportunity for yard signs, billboards even, stickers, shirts, buttons, more. So we've designed um, a handful of yard signs that you can order on our, uh, that you can print from our, you can download from our from community. You can also order them from our Zazzle uh, store. Uh, we'll put links in the chat for all of those. We've even had a few uh, chapters or states around the country pay money for billboards to make, you know, to tell people to vote like the earth depends on it. Um, we're not necessarily saying that's the, the best use of your chapter funds, but uh, something like yard signs can be a really effective way to raise awareness of the climate uh, in these election seasons in a very um, you know, an easy way for for you and your supporters to engage with their neighbors um, and to really start conversations with your neighbors about climate. And then, uh, as I mentioned at our at our online store, you can get T-shirts, you can get stickers. Uh, there's buttons. These are great ways to things to bring to your tabling uh, that you could hand out stickers. You could wear these shirts while you're while you're tabling, or just to the grocery store. And again, the goal is to start conversations. Now I want to jump into our work with the Environmental Voter Project, um, which we'll often call EVP. Uh, the Environmental Voter Project uh, has a main goal of you know, solving this one problem, that environmentalists vote less often than the general public. And because of that, climate ends up lower on voter priority polling, as you can see in this graphic. And so their goal is to change the electorate 
so that climate shows up as a higher priority among regular voters. And they're not doing that by persuading people to make climate more important. They're just doing that by persuading people who already care about the climate or about the environment to be to vote more often. So they reach out to registered voters who are likely to be environmental first voters. And that means when they're when they're asked the question on that survey, like what's your highest priority, that their answer is going to be, you know, climate or the environment. And then they use every single election, not just the general election, they use primaries, they use local, they runoff elections, every single possibility they have to turn those people into regular voters. And so um, we're going to be working directly with them to turn out those pro-environmental, pro-climate voters in every election um, across the country, but not all across the country, because they only work in 19 states. And that's uh, they're often asked, why do they work, choose these states? Uh, these are the states where there's a, a, a big list of climate and environmental voters who don't vote regularly. So some of these other states are certainly important in the elections, and there's lots of environmentalists there, there's lots of climate voters, but uh, when EVP looks at the data, they find that a lot of those voters are already, or a lot of those environmentalists already vote pretty well, and so they're not focusing on those states. Obviously, they might expand their work in the future, but for right now, they're focused on these 19 states, and there's things that CCL is going to do to expand into other states so that we can uh, continue, you know, expand our work even further across the country. But it's pretty impressive that they're targeting this year 4.8 million voters across the country. Those are people that, again, are registered to vote, highly likely to be environmentalists, and, and unlikely to vote in this presidential election, and their goal is to get those people to vote um, early and often this year. Okay, so what are we going to be doing with EVP? We're going to be working with them um, on phone banking uh, and so and postcarding. And so I'll talk about phone banking. So we're going to have a weekly CCL phone bank where we're going to be gathering CCLers together every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, we'll put a link in the chat uh, for where you can RSVP. Uh, we're going to have our kickoff call on January 24th. And so we're going to have Nathaniel Stinnett from uh, EVP give us a little talk on, on their organization. And then we're going to train people how to do phone banking. And then we're going to get calling people in, in those elections. And we're going to start turning out the environmental vote. And then we're going to do this every single Wednesday through October until, you know, until the election is over. And uh, we're going to have CCLO volunteers running those phone banks. And we're going to, uh, we're going to just, we're going to make this happen. We're going to, you know, really up our game. You can also go and uh, join other EVP phone banks at other times. So if that time doesn't work for you, you can be part of their normal thing. And um, and I don't have a link in the thing, but there is a, if you go to the Environmental Voter Project website, there is a Get Involved page where you can see other phone banks that they have and sign up for those there. So when you do this, all you need to do is you can join from your own home using your phone and a computer or a tablet. And we'll train you to make the calls and turn out the voters. There's no experience required. It's not it's not difficult. It's super easy. It's um, relatively easy phone banking, especially because when you start phone banking early in the year before people get overwhelmed with uh, election season stuff, um, you can really make a big difference because it's some of the um, easiest time to get people to answer the phone and have conversations about climate and about voting. Okay, we are also planning to postcard with uh, the Environmental Voter Project. And so they are going to have four to six postcarding opportunities this year. And that's where they um, they get a list of their, their environmental voters that they're trying to turn out. And they 
and volunteers get a list of maybe a hundred names and they uh, they will send you the postcards and then you're going to write out a, a message on those and you're going to put a stamp on it and you're going to mail those hundred postcards on exactly the right date to exactly the right people. And those postcards have been proven in randomized controlled trial to increase the number of people who are who vote, you know, in that target audience. And so um, we encourage people to sign up. We're going to promote those different opportunities this year. There's already one that's happening in March, and we had people sign up in December and early January for that. That sign up is closed at this point, but there'll be another one uh, that they're going to start in in March. And you can sign up. They'll give you a training. They'll send you a batch of 100 postcards. You can then organize a party with your chapter or with other friends, and you can fill them out and send them. Um, we're told that about five people working for in a you know, party for an hour can, you know, put together a hundred postcards pretty easily. I'm sure some people can do it much faster than that. Probably depends on how much time you spend socializing and eating snacks and how much time you spend filling out postcards. It's a fun activity. People love to do it. Um, so we're going to try and actually make that a chapter action later this year in August or September. And so it's great if you and someone in your chapter can sign up now in those early sessions so that you're already experienced by the time we get to that August or September. And that at that phase, you might be able to get multiple people in your chapter to sign up for postcards so you can do more than 100. And we can really knock this out of the park uh, with EVP and get, you know, millions of postcards um, uh, sent to potential voters across the country. In addition to that, because EVP does not work in all states, we are going to be doing uh, CCL postcarding. We did the pilot project of this in the 2022 election. Uh, we did that mostly in the Great Lakes states, and we had a great success with it. So we are working with CCL state coordinators, and they some of them have signed up for us to do postcarding to their states. Uh, CCL will go directly to some of the databases and get a list of names similar to what EVP would provide in terms of people that are high propensity to be environmentalists, but not necessarily regular voters. We'll provide a list of those names. We'll provide instructions. We'll provide uh, the postcards. And then local chapters will pay for postage. And um, and if your state has not signed up, then you can help people in other states. So if, um, if you're interested, you know, there's definitely people in uh, Wisconsin and Michigan and, you know, various other states who are going to be um, doing postcarding. And they would probably love to have support from people outside of their states in sending those postcards. Uh, you can reach out, uh, you can, we'll coordinate some of that work on the election engagement action team. So as that starts to really ramp up, we'll start posting notices of how people can help with the CCL uh, postcarding that's not through EVP. Okay, I also want to mention relational organizing. So um, relational organizing means making sure that your friends and family vote rather than just uh, calling up strangers or sending postcards to strangers like uh, or posting on social media. Why not have a real conversation with your friends and family um, and remind them to vote and remind them to make, you know, to consider the climate when they're making their voting decisions. So um, the key here is that it really is about having a real conversation that often means, you know, as we all know in CCL, that means listening. That means you're not trying to like berate someone into voting or berate someone into into voting for, you know, climate issues or the climate candidate. You're just trying to listen, have a real conversation, connect with people around their values, make sure that they know that voting is important. Uh, this can be especially important with folks who are uh, if you know if you have friends and family who aren't regular voters. 
young people often haven't uh, established that habit yet. And so that's a great place to connect with your, uh, you know, with folks in college, with, you know, uh, with, you know, youth, people who are just turning 18, maybe they've never voted before. Um, so you can both make sure that people are registered to vote and that they remember to vote. And in some cases, you know, people often uh, struggle to vote because they're not sure who to vote for. And so you can make recommendations to your friends to help them make good climate votes. Um, I also want to highlight that our CCL Higher Education Project is uh, working specifically on relational organizing, trying to get our CCL volunteers who are in college and or college age to reach out to their uh, friends and family and have these kinds of conversations. And there's a video that we're, we can post in the uh, chat to uh, a, an event they just had where they went over uh, some of the plans for that project. So if you have people in that demographic or you want to check out what the higher ed uh, team is doing, that can be a great way to learn about relational organizing uh, and having those kinds of conversations that can really change your friends and family into you know, strong climate voters. Okay, so I wanna transfer now to getting out the CCL vote. So I'm gonna pass it over to Debbie Chang. Debbie, you wanna take over? Yeah, thanks, Tony. Um, so as you recall, um, part of CCL's mission is to enable breakthroughs in personal and political power. And back during November Lobby Day, uh, Vice President of Government Affairs Ben Pendergrass mentioned one reason we didn't have the Energy Innovation Act as a primary ask was because we needed to build more support at home. and how better to let Congress know that people support climate solutions than to make sure CCL members are all voting at the primaries, right? So this idea is for the folks where the barrier to voting isn't the willingness and desire to vote, but the logistics or time, like working out exactly how to walk through the voter registration process, making the time to read, review, and research the ballot. And this is where a ballot research party comes in. For some people, it helps with accountability, for others, it's something to do, fun to do in community. So they need a dedicated time and space to sit, read the ballot, figure out a voting plan for when, where, and how you're gonna vote. And your chapter can host a ballot research party for this. So I'm gonna share some toolkits in a minute, but basically timing, aim for a day after the sample, ba sample ballots become available in your area and preferably before your state's registration deadline. Um, so for maximum interest, do it before the presidential primaries registration deadline. And so check your local dates. Uh, ask your attendees to bring, and maybe have a few extra on hand, sample ballots, voter guides, and websites for um, the election information. So make sure there's internet access. If it's in person, make it fun. Bring food, bring snacks. It makes it festive. You can also decorate or invite people to dress in a red, white, and blue theme. Um, and you can set some norms. So remember, remind everyone that CCL welcomes people across the political spectrum. So make sure to respect the different political ideologies in the room. If, you're a candidate, if your chapter wants to discuss the candidates, you can also invite attendees beforehand to research a particular office or ballot measure and lead that discussion with what they found. Um, when you're host, try to make sure everyone gets to participate um, and nobody is dominating the conversation. Take notes. For example, in one of our events, we made a shared Google document where we threw all the voter registration details, the candidate websites, external voter guides for our district, like Ballotpedia or newspaper endorsements. And then we shared those resources afterwards with the rest of our chapter who didn't attend. <clears throat> so here's some hosting toolkits that um, we'll copy into the chat. They're also on the slide deck notes along with a few extra resources. Um, the goal is to make it easier to vote by having a dedicated time to do it together. The secondary goal as a chapter is to build a sense of community, make it fun so people want to vote, and 
do other activities again in the future, which will lead to political power as individuals and as a chapter. I'm always trying to think of ways to re-engage the roster and to use CCL pyramid of engagement parlance. This is a really low barrier event in action that works really well for joiners or people who only have the time to join events occasionally. <clears throat> who says voting isn't fun? Let's bring the joy of voting to our CCL chapter. And having a community centered on civic engagement could be a way to increase participation. So this is another idea. Um, it's a little more advanced, but it's worth doing. If you're a chapter leader, you have access to your chapter roster and how many of them vote. Even when environmentalists and CCLers know that it's important, maybe they move districts and don't get around to registering at their new address or they're busy and didn't get around to reading their ballot. Um, maybe the active group members have, but the roster probably hasn't. So those are really warm leads. If you participated in 2021 to the phone banking for CCLers for the Inflation Reduction Act, remember how easy it was to talk to our own people? And especially if you have chapter members who are volunteering with EVP phone banking, they've got a little bit of training and experience to call your chapter roster. So I took an EVP script and I adapted it for my chapter. Um, I uh, put in the registration and election dates. Um, I did the frequently asked questions. I asked about their plan for voting and encouraged roster members to vote. And because we only did, intended to do a single pass through, um, we also included scripts for voicemail and for text message or email. We let the volunteers choose the method that they wanted to use as long as it was to individuals and not a mass email. And sometimes volunteers also, we were saying earlier, relational organizing, right? Family and friends. We let them use this time to reach out to their own friends and family and use these materials um, as a template. And they can adapt it to continue getting out the vote beyond CCL. So don't assume that because they're CCLers, they're all ready to vote. Sometimes we can all use a little gentle poke to, poke to think through a voting plan. So I personally know a CCL group leader who almost didn't vote not just one time, but in 2016, when I was a campaign volunteer in a swing state, in 2018, after listening to Nathaniel Stinnett's talk, and in 2020. So remember what uh, EVP says, while environmentists will swear that it's very important to vote, they're notoriously poor voters. So don't leave any CCLers behind in this election. And as a bonus, if you're having a great conversation with somebody who's in CCL, invite them to your next CCL event. We did our phone banking prior to the ballot research party, so that's what we invited folks to next. So go and have fun re-engaging your chapter roster and getting your local environmentalists to vote. Back to you, Tony. Great, thank you. Thank you, Debbie. Okay, so how do we engage candidates directly? Um, so one of, they're going to be out there in their communities doing town halls. They're going to be at campaign events. And this is a chance for, for us to show that there are climate concerned people and that in their district that care about enough to show up at these events. So first you got to know your candidate and know your audience. So, um, you know, if you're in a super red area, if you're in a super blue area, you're going to engage with these, uh, with your elected officials differently. You're going to, you know, ask different types of questions in those in those events. You're going to engage the rest of the audience differently. But you know, I we trust that you know your community. You know how to engage folks. Um, but the goal here is to get climate concerned people to show up to town halls and election events. And so this is a place where um, you know get your chapter to show up. Get your friends and family. Consider wearing uh, climate shirts or buttons, as we you know talked about earlier. Something that identifies you. Um, as you know, a climate concerned voter or et cetera. And you could potentially ask a climate question during Q&A. And we've even got um, trainings and example questions of things that you could ask at a town hall. And those would be great. Um, you can also talk directly with candidates. Sometimes, you know, depending on the event, 
they're going to go around shaking everyone's hand and you're going to get a chance to talk to them. And that's a great chance for you to like tell your climate story, why it's important to you. Elevated is one of the most important issues. Uh, talk about the impacts that it's having on your community. It's not a time to get into policy and asking them, you know, to support a specific bill or something like that. It's a time to elevate to them that the people on the campaign trail uh, care about climate change and also talk to the other attendees about climate. These are people engaged enough in, in politics to show up at an election event. And this is a great uh, persuasion opportunity or even a recruitment opportunity for CCL. So, you know, again, wear your, wear your climate voter pride, uh, you know, make sure that it's loud and proud so that other people know that you're a climate voter, people might come up to you, but also this is a great chance to talk to other people and just ask them, ask, start with the question, like, so what's the most important issue to you in this election? And then like, Go from there and see if there's and see if the conversation can turn around to climate or you can talk about what's most important to you and see what they think about that. Again, listening is key. Uh, so make sure that as you go out and you're having these conversations in your community, you're building relationships uh, from the ground up by listening to what's important to people. Some chapters have even hosted their own forums for candidates or they've partnered with other groups who already do this in a regular way. So an example would be the League of Women Voters is sort of famous across the country for hosting candidate forums. And that can be, that's often for local elections, maybe your mayor or city council, or et cetera, but you know, find your local, your, your League of Women Voters uh, organization, and they are very good at running nonpartisan um, uh, candidate forums for elections. And so you might be able to partner with them to um, get a, a climate question included in that forum or to just be there to table or to like get to ask a certain question, et cetera. So um, this could be for, this doesn't have to be for your members of Congress. This could be for local or state elections. And it's important here to be nonpartisan. You need to invite all like reasonable candidates to, to the event. That doesn't mean every single, you know, all 50 candidates for governor who are, you know, who knows why all those people sign up sometimes, but you know, all the reasonable candidates, um, and consider only hosting if you can really get candidates from from both parties or from across the spectrum of people who are running for that that office, depending on the kind of uh, election it is. Um, you can work with these other groups, um, and hopefully you can. It doesn't have to be just a climate themed um, candidate forum. It can be that would be great, and if you can get everyone to show up, but it could just be a general candidate forum in your town, and then you just make sure that that climate is one of the topics that's considered there. Okay, <clears throat> I also want to mention print uh, and broadcast media. We've got um, an election media kit that uh, we'll put in the chat that you can use to uh, get, you can focus your letters to the editor and your op-eds on climate. You can mention specific candidates. You can ask the paper for more climate coverage. You can ask, um, you can you know, specify that you want people asking those climate questions of these elected officials and highlighting their climate positions. Um, it's a great way to, if there are climate events, you can connect those, you can pivot from those over to the election and say like, and I hope that the candidates running for, you know, governor are gonna, you know, really address this issue, those kinds of things. So you can just use the election as a, both to draw people's attention to climate change and make that connection that elections matter in terms of addressing the issues of climate change. You can also reach out to your newspapers and other media and encourage them to cover more climate impacts, to have those candidate forums, like, you know, to make sure that they're covering those events when you do have them. And then it's an interesting thing that, you know, a lot of newspapers and other um, uh, 
media will eventually make an endorsement for a specific candidate in specific elections. And you can write to them and encourage their editorial boards who are making those decisions to consider climate when making their endorsements and then to highlight climate as one of the pieces of why they chose the candidates that they're choosing um, in, in their official endorsements. And so this is, you're actually trying to persuade these influencers, these people who make these decisions that, that do influence voters, because it can make a big difference when you're when the major paper in your area endorses a certain candidate and make sure that they're considering climate change as a key criteria when they are um, when they are making those decisions. Okay, that's a lot. There's a lot of different things we can do. And one, and of course, in CCL, we like to both do things and we also like to keep track of things. And so we want to make sure that you are tracking your election season actions with our action tracker. We've set a goal for 2,500 actions for the year ahead, and we want to make sure that we're going to meet that goal. And so you can go to the action tracker. Uh, we'll put a link in the chat for that. And every time you do tabling or you go out to a town hall or you do any of these things that we've suggested to engage your to engage your roster, engage the public or engage candidates in the election, we want you to record that so that we know um, how much our CCLers are uh, making an impact because we want to communicate that to elected officials so we can say, listen, we were out in your community, you know, this this much, we were turning out this many voters. Um, and we also want to be able to communicate that to our funders who support this work. So um, I'm really hopeful that we're going to be able to hit that 2,500 actions. I hope we can do it early and then up that goal because um, I really want to see us turning out in the primary so that we can, um, you know, really uh, make an influence early in the year in this in this project. And so, again, the place to join our work and get involved is with the Election Engagement Action Team. So you can go to cclusa.org slash election dash engagement, and that's where we're going to be uh, announcing all opportunities, where we're going to be coordinating activities, where you can ask your questions, where you can tell your success stories. Uh, and so that's the place that all of this work is going to be happening. So we hope that you'll join us there um, and we will continue to provide more and more materials as the year goes on and organize more and more um, opportunities for us to get engaged. And so with that. So just a reminder, log any of your trainings that you attend on CCL community at the bottom of the training by clicking on that little green log your training button or going to the action tracker under volunteer and chapter development. And then from there, click training. There's a whole search process where you could then type in what your keyword is and get training that way. As a reminder as well, we also are encouraging everyone after tonight to engage primarily through the election engagement action team. So we've posted that link a few times. We'll post it one last time here, uh, but all of the events that Tony's reviewed are going to be uh, you know, linked to and communicated and collaborated about from right there. And so if you have any needs after tonight, go there. And you can also ask any questions in the forums and we'll try to steer you in the right direction. But with that, we hope that you found tonight's training empowering, motivating, and inspirational. I sure did, and I'm excited to jump more into the work here ahead. Thank you for listening to this episode of Citizens Climate Lobby's training program. You can tune into more episodes anywhere podcasts are available. Inspired by what you heard today? Join Citizens Climate Lobby to advocate for bipartisan climate solutions. Go to community.citizensclimate.org to find more trainings, resources, your local chapter, national action teams, discussion forums, and more. Be sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Citizens Climate. We also invite all of our listeners to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more inspiration. Like what you hear? Recommend us to your friends and make sure to give us a five-star rating. It helps us show up on other listeners' feeds. 
Feel free to pass on any suggestions for future episodes in the comments as well. And together, we are creating the political will for a livable world.